Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org, for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause. Now we're live. I can see the little red thing in the corner. Hi, good morning, everybody. My morning. name's Claire. Morning, morning. Lovely, Jason. Um, my name's Claire Kennedy. I am the founder and CEO of our very small charity called Kennedy Street, um, which is a recovery charity based in Brighton. Um, I've got my lovely husband here with me, who is on mute at the moment because he keeps sneezing. I'm going to put that out there just in case he sneezes. And we've got the fabulous Jason Baker, um, who's a wonderful friend of mine, and Kev's, um, but also a great supporter of the work that we're doing in the community. So I'll give you a little bit more of an introduction. Yeah. Well, I'll let Jason introduce himself in a minute. I'll just I'll just fill you in um, as to what we're doing today. So. As you may or may not know, we've just had a full month of fundraising activity called the Road to Recovery, um, which was a virtual um, five kilometre event. And um, Jason, like I said, was one of our headline sponsors. So his company is Citrus Orange. So they kindly sponsored, um, was one of the headline sponsors of our event. And we've managed to raise, are you ready, drum roll? <laughs> rubbish at drum rolling and um, we've managed to raise just over six thousand pounds so as wow. of this morning and now how amazing is that so thankful so grateful to everybody out there who supported us and um, who run five kilometers who donated who sponsored us um yeah we can't do it without you guys the fact of the matter is is you know we're, we're running a national helpline because of COVID, and we really want to be able to continue to offer that support um, because people need a starting point, you know, because recovery really does change lives. Um, yes, yeah, so that's me introduced. That's me telling, filling you in on my um, information. Um, I'm going to let Kev just say hello because I'm kind like that, and then Kev will introduce Jason. Hello, everyone. Uh I might be sneezing and snotting a little bit. Sorry about that. It's nothing sinister. It's just, uh, just I think it's allergies. I think. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say I'd like to thank everyone that helped us uh, raise that uh, marvelous amount of money. That's that is so helpful. Thank you all very much for our volunteers uh, and one of our sponsors, uh, which is Citrus Orange. And we have Jason Baker, who's the CEO of, of Citrus Orange. And, and I would like to start with saying thank you, Jason, for all your support during this. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank My you pleasure. very much. And would you like to introduce yourself to the millions of people who are Yay. watching this right now? Yes, thanks, Kevin. And thanks, Claire, so much for inviting me on today. And um yeah, my name is Jason Baker and I'm the CEO and founder of Citrus Orange Media. And I'm so grateful and lifted by being here today. Um, it's a beautiful sunny day and, and uh, Citrus Orange Media, we are a performance marketing and technology business. Um, we formed uh, just over two years ago um, and we have, um, so we do lots of stuff. We do lots of, you know, um, marketing um, activities. Um, I won't go into all the details of that now, but um, 
the reason why we support the Kennedy Street and um, and all the activities that they do. And from the very beginning, Claire has been very much involved in, and actually has probably been one of the catalysts to Citrus Orange existing like it does today because we have a social mission at our heart of the business. Um, 50%, and it's written into our um, articles of association um, in our, you know, actually written into the, to our business. It's written in that 50% of our business is made up of people in recovery from addiction. It does say ex-offenders as well. And the reason why that is is because we um, worked with the Forward Trust, which is a trust that um, encourages businesses to help um, create opportunities for those in recovery and ex-offenders. And we did that because it opened up and widened our recruitment pool. So it's just a tactical reason. And, and it's turned out to be that actually recovery is where we focus most of our attention. A, because I'm in recovery and I have been in recovery for um, over five years now. And um, uh, actually in the recovery journey for over five years, but um, haven't needed to take uh, any kind of drink or any, anything, anything for that matter, for over uh, about three and a half years now. Over, I suppose, about three and a half years now. So, and, and I'm, and so it's really, really key and really important to me that I'm, right in the middle of um, organizations like, you know, like yourself that do wonderful things, promoting and um, promoting a solution of any kind to people in recovery. So that's what we do. Does that summarize what we do? <laughs> Beautifully. Beautifully. That's perfect. Thank you very much. And I want to ask you, um, firstly, I believe you're up for an award, are you not? We are so yes, yes. That was, Would you uh, like to tell us yeah. all about your yeah, there you go. yeah? I mean, it, it, it's mind blowing, and um, and yeah, I, I actually thought it was one of those fake awards when you get any emails from people saying, you know, you've um, uh, would you like to get involved in this award? And and um, it's it's the Great British Entrepreneur Awards, and yeah. uh, and it's awesome. It's sponsored by Starling Bank, so that gives it that credibility. You know, it's a, it's, it's sponsored by a challenger bank out there. And um, and um, and I'm not mentioning this for the sponsorship, but just I'm not mentioning it for those reasons. But it's sponsored by one of the large telecoms companies as well. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, this is real. This is real. And um, and we, um, yeah, we we did put ourselves forward. So there were about two thousand six hundred applicants, um, of which we have been shortlisted for um, small business of the year, um, which is just amazing you know considering our social mission and i don't want to lean on that too much but it is considering our social mission you know to have a business which has um a, a social mission that has stigma attached to it you know the, the the recovery and addiction and alcoholism has stigma attached to it and you know we're able to even be in the running for an award i think what it says is that uh, addiction doesn't discriminate um, and neither does recovery. So, the, you know, we, we get sober and we go off and do some great things. And is there going to be a big dinner and an award ceremony and all that kind of thing? Yeah, for the whole team, it's a virtual ceremony on the 23rd of September this month. So it's actually like three weeks away, um, Thursday night. I'm actually going to get my black tie on. <laughs> I'm Ooh. actually going to get, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get black tie on and I'm going to encourage the team to smarten, you know, to get in their smarts. and. Um, you know, get out of the Brighton flip-flops and T-shirts and shorts and uh, <laughs> and um, and put some, um, like I did today, I put a shirt on, you know. Um, and uh, we're getting, there's a ceremony, I think, in the, you know, sometime in the evening and we're all going to celebrate together, celebrate everyone else, um, uh, you know, and, um, and um, if we win, I will 
be I'll be the guy on mute in the background, jumping up and down, screaming. So you're <laughs> going to get together, all dressed up in black tie and, and nice frocks, um, yeah. all on the same screen, presumably. I, I don't know what to do about that because. Oh no, you've got to do that. You've got. To, you, I tell you what, you go organize a table in a restaurant. Make it look yeah. like a proper an award ceremony. Get all your people mm. around because I'm sure you've got a bubble there, yeah. and um, and then when the guy and the, I'm sure the restaurant would love it. And of course, when the guy says opens the envelope and says, "And the winner is," a citrus orange, then you can all jump up and down, and uh, you've got to do it that way. No, that's a fantastic. And and what you've suggested, I've been. It's been a hard year for everyone, you know. It's been a really tough year for the team as well, and. I, I I was going to organise a summer um, beach get together, socially distant beach get together on on a Friday afternoon. Right. And what you've given me is you've given me the great a great suggestion now is that actually instead of doing that is because that was dependent on the weather and you can't rely on the weather. So oh. this is a really good opportunity for for everyone to get together. Those that can make it on the day can come along. Yeah. We'll meet in a restaurant in Brighton somewhere because um, you know a lot of our employees work in, and and live and live in Brighton. They live in Brighton rather. So, yeah, I mean, but we have got employees in the south of France. We've got people in London. We've got, you know, so it will be a, those that can get there will get there. But that's a great idea, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, that would be fun. That's yeah. right. Is there anything we can do? I mean, can we vote? Or who's voting for you? I, I, we've got the, the peer group. I mean, it's got some amazing peers of, of um, um, there's people in my industry. Um, I won't mention his name, but there's a guy who's, who's a, and on, so, so you can't vote to answer your question. I've got to keep on the, on the questions. I've got to, I've got to stay focused. I can go off. Um, your question was, can we vote? I don't think you can. It's got a judging panel that is made up of industry leaders um, and, and industry folk who are um, around the certain areas of those awards. Because there's a, there's a well. We actually submitted the uh, business for good award as well, and um, and I thought that would be the one, which is. You know, which is actually, it's it's not it's it's more of a accolade because we've not lent on we've not won an award for the for the social good. We've won an award just for being a small business. Which again, going back to our social mission of people being in recovery, it it just means we are. You know, it's um, a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say normalizes. Um, it gives credibility to everyone's efforts. You know that that we are uh, do, do, we are. We are we're alongside other people who don't have, you know, who, have, who are not in recovery. And I think that's uh, really, really... Well, the thing really is, good. you've mentioned that a few times, and I think it's important to say that uh, you do have a social mission, but you're also running a business. Mm. Um, so there's a couple of questions. I mean, how important is for local businesses to get on board with charities? And because you are running a business, and at the end of the day, it's what it is, is that is that a happy marriage the two together or is it can there be friction between your social mission and actually trying to run a business or does it work beautifully it's a really good question and uh firstly i'll say that when i was launching this business and it became and claire was involved in the initial you know those initial conversations because she invited me to the forward trust the forward trust um uh Chat. They were. They were. Come, they came to Brighton to talk to uh, talk to businesses or or to people who wanted to set up businesses. To answer your question, um, when we put the social mission at the front of the business, you know, when I put it as you know, right at the core, if you like, um, that's when I don't know. Everything kind of it was. It just made it easier. It made it easier. It's turned into a massive 
Um, and and I've, I, I went to meet an old colleague for lunch and he said, well, you're not, you know, I hope you're not kind of, um, uh, I don't know the word to use, not benefiting, you know, I'm not, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not trading off it. That's the word to use. You're not trading off your, but, you know, again, when I look at um, carrying a message of hope for people who might be struggling, I do go to businesses. When I talk to businesses, I don't, it's not the first thing I talk about, but I put it in our conversations with clients and they love it. They absolutely love it. So to answer your question, does it conflict? It does sometimes. It's hard to find. We've got some great people, but but it, but our talent pool of that criteria is smaller. So we do, you know, we do have people that are not in recovery. Um, and actually, uh, to end on that topic is um, this forward truck at one point said to me, Jason, you need to slow down on your mission and focus on your business. You know, we're like, listen, Jason, great that you're doing all this great stuff. But when I was reporting um, all these amazing activities, but our numbers might not have been as 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 where where they should be. You're like, right, Jason, you've done enough social mission for the next couple of months. Focus on the business. So it's important that the, the, the point I was making that the point I, why I was making that point is because it's important. That's what we're all about. We're all about success in recovery. Now, mm. profit is not a dirty word. You know what I mean? Uh, You've got to be able to, uh, that's what we're all about. It's not about so much the addiction. Of course, that's a big part of it, but it's about what happens afterwards and how, and you personally are a great shining light to show what can happen to someone who's in recovery, who can be a success, who can make a profit, whose business is is not only an asset to the local community, but it's a viable financial proposition. And that is what we're all about, is the fact that you can go from recovery into doing what you're doing now. Yeah, it's, it's, I do feel very privileged and, um, and the people that have been involved in the business, you know, we've got people um, um, from the, the, you know, the, the, you know, people who work with, who have worked for us and do work for us, who've come via, you know, the Pavilions Drug and Alcohol Service, their IPS team, the Individual Placement Service, which is basically, which has helped us. Rob Robinson and his team have been absolutely amazing helping um, with that recruitment process, you know, um, onboarding people who are quite early in their journey. So they might be six months sober and they flourished. And, you know, I won't say her name, but she works for us. She's actually public. She's she's um. She, I've mentioned her name in other interviews before, but I won't today. But she, you know, she she has um, flourished. She's she's been around. She's now been sober for over a year. She has grown in her, you know, in her, in her, um, in her way she goes about herself, all the way up to board level. You know, we've got people at board level that are recovery. It's it's amazing watching people grow. It's amazing. It's amazing, and um, watching people have these little moments where they grow a little bit more and, yeah. and you see someone go, Oh, okay. And a lot of it is around their except, you know, their, their, their ability to, um, their ability to, to know that they, they can do, you know, mm. they can do that's, you know, it, when I got sober, the reason why we did this and the reason why I, I, I did it initially is I just remember just how difficult it was even opening a laptop that, that, you know, that, that five day sober, um, you know, or weeks over, trying to navigate my way around round life. Mm. You know, and certainly, and as, and I've got people in you know in in recovery that have shared with you know shared really great stuff with me. You know, get get sober, 
get a job, get a purpose and get a life you don't want to lose. Yeah. But in that process was, um, you know, it's really hard at first. And I remember how hard it was. So the reason why we have the mission partly, you know, is, is I remember how hard it was. So I have a sympathetic and understanding um, approach to when someone's on that initial part of the journey and we can then extract or not extract, develop and grow someone's skills so that, 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 that they then pass that, that initial phase and get into flourishing and growing and, you know, and, and, in, and enjoying sobriety. Can I ask you as well, your, um, com- you've touched on this, but your competitors or your peers, do they, how do they react to your, your social mission? And is there a, is a little bit of envy there? Is there wish or wish we thought of that first? Uh, I mean, do, do you find that is, is a common uh, thing? I've never experienced it. Honestly, I've never experienced it. I've only had only um, respect and I wouldn't say admiration. That's a, that's a, uh, that's an ego driven word. You know, I don't know what they're feeling, but they're certainly only ever given really positive feedback. I sat in one of the largest magazine publishers, um, who's a partner of ours, um, huge magazine publisher, um, who the owner who actually has passed, um, was as a writer and he was known to have to like a drink. And, um, and you know, so he's written books where he would like to drink and he got sober as well. He got sober for a bit. And um, but I don't think he stayed sober. But anyway, I sat in this publisher. And when I described this to what the editor of this, one of the biggest magazines, money magazines in the UK, um, they just loved it. They just loved it. And they had only respect for the mission. So Can I add, before Kevin get, beats me to the question, so I want to just say, right, I mean, I, I can say this from my own personal experience of you, Jason. You, and I perceive, I mean, your business is amazing. It does fabulous work it is a business that that's thriving um in your industry and you're going from strength to strength and for me as a friend of yours to watch you grow is beautiful and a privilege and i know how hard you work um in your job in your recovery and i know that you 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 have got a huge heart to, to to help people like us do what we do and other people in recovery to thrive what i'd like if you don't mind, just to touch on, because um, I know, you know, you're quite open about your your own personal journey, but I think it's really important for business owners, particularly mm. at this time, to, to hear somebody um, and how they actually progressed through this recovery process as a business owner, because you didn't have the luxury of taking four years off and going into uh, a rehab in South Africa. So can you give us a little insight as to how you, what moment of clarity you had as, because I know you were a high functioning addict Mm. um, and how you move forward with your life and then how you, how you've moved into this industry particularly. This is like the, that moment, that, that jumping off point that is described that basically um, when I, when I knew that I couldn't, that this, the drinking wasn't working for me. I, um, for me, drinking was a, um, was a, it wasn't just a hobby. I was really good at it. You know, I was really good at it. I was known for it. Um, I was known for the bad sides of it. And sometimes maybe for the good sides, as in Jason would come with a, a, a party in his back pocket, you know, and, 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 and that's, you know, and, and I traded off of it. And, um, and, and towards the end of my drinking, though, um, you know, the party had stopped, if you like, you know, the party it was no longer fun anymore. Um, I was losing friends and 
jobs and businesses and business partners. And it was, you know, just getting worse and worse and worse. And anyway, I came to that point. Um, my kids weren't able to stay over at my house. You know, I'd split up with my wife at the time. Um, my kids weren't allowed to stay over. Unsuper- you know, they weren't allowed to stay, stay the night. And and my boy uh, was asking, can I stay over to, to, to his mum? And she said, I'm going to let them stay this weekend because um, they're asking to. My boy was four. And she goes, but if you drink, I, you will never see them unsupervised again. And they stayed over. And I, and I didn't realise that on the Friday night, the fear I was feeling was I didn't take a drink on the Friday. But that fear wasn't. That was me in... in, um, in um, that was me rattling. They, you know, that was me uh, having the jitters. That was me withdrawing from alcohol because I didn't take a drink that Friday morning. So that was my first day of kind of that first sober morning. And then she, she, she said, I actually bought a bottle of booze and, and I thought I'd be clever and I hid it in the car rather than in the washing machine, you know, or in the house. Cause, and I went out to my car, left her in the house thinking she might search the house while I'm out and she did, she won't find the booze. You know, I'm clever and I. Anyway, the Friday night they stayed and then I was in withdrawal on the Saturday, but I thought it was the fear of having the kids. It wasn't. It was withdrawal. And on a Sunday was two days without a drink. And I, the kids got into the bed with me. I didn't take the drink that was in the house. So I had those two days of alcohol and the kids got into bed with me on a Sunday morning. And I had this moment, which was just, I can't describe. That was my spiritual experience. Or I don't want to say, you know, that was my moment of clarity. And I just knew the warmth and love I felt for those children in, 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 in that bed was stronger than any, any drug or drink that I've ever taken. And and it was something I was hugely missing, you know, and I didn't realise I I was so numb from drinking every day and, and using, for me I did as well, that I I didn't feel. So that gave me a little moment where I just felt enough. And um, and I went to recovery group that night and that's when my journey started. I, I thought, you know, I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink. And then I went to this recovery group and that recovery group, I've been to going, been going to every day since, and um, pretty much. And uh, they suggested that I don't drink one day at a time, and I, and that's what I do. I don't, I don't drink one day one day at a time. But then moving on to the business, it was a slow journey. After that, I had two years of not being able to stay sober, and I um, Claire knew me then, and and um, you know I would I would get a few months, and 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 I, I'd get nine months, I think, at one point. But I'd always go back, and that I'd have that moment where. I didn't have a defence and I would drink again. And I, I, the way I always describe it is I then got um, what I call the right kind of broken. I got my kind of broken. I got broken enough that I was just done. <laughs> and I was done. And then at that moment, I, um, I haven't had a drink since that moment. And, I, um, and, I've, and, I've, and I've worked a way of living that was suggested that enabled me to live uh, uh, one day at a time sober, and then when I launched the business, um, it was um, it was actually yeah, it was actually it was actually I was looking at what jobs to do. I was looking at what to do, and um, I knew I, I knew I wanted to do something that was helping others. I was thinking about doing a recruitment business, and um, that was going to help people in recovery because I was going through um, a way of living. A twelve step program suggests that you help others. And I was good at helping others. And I was going to set up a recruitment business. And I think it was either Claire or the person at the Forward Trust. We were standing talking. And I said, I'm going to do this recruitment business for people in recovery. And they said, what do you know about recruitment? I said, nothing. <laughs> I think it might have been Claire or it was this the person who was at this. Um, and, and they said, well, why don't you focus on what you're good at? So I just set up Citrus Orange at that point, And I um, 
thought, okay, well, maybe I could do it within citrus orange. Maybe I can do it, you know, maybe I can do it within, within citrus. And then the rest of kind of is, is you know, well-documented on, on, on citrus orange on our blog. It's well-documented. Then, you know, we, we, we met the Forward Trust and then we put it at the core of the business. And then I started to get people on who were in recovery and then we started to grow and we started to, you know, the rest is history. But it started from that, I think it started, you know, I think but it started from that moment, you know, I had that first moment where I knew that I had to change, but then that second moment when I knew that I couldn't drink anymore, you know, I was done, broken, you know, yeah. broken. Served the gift of desperation. Yeah. You took the words that I didn't, you, you know, the gift of desperation. I was, and they say, um, they say that I did this then, like only that, like I was going to, if I didn't, I was going to die, you know, mm -hmm. and I knew that if I didn't do this, like I know that if I drink again, and I'm glad I feel that today. If I drink again, I'll, I will, I will, it won't stop. And, I, and, it, and it might not be that, that easy to come back this time. And, you know, for me to drink, you know, has really, really, like, really bad consequences, um, not just emotionally, physically, and other people, but, you know, inside. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. That yes. Amazing, amazing. And, and I know, you know, that you've got your social mission, but I also know that you've got a real recovery recovery ethos at mm. your now I personally me and Kev are really passionate about this sort of stuff um obviously you know that I've done consultancy work within businesses before um, around recovery but how important if there's any business owners watching this mm. how important do you think it is to have um like a health and well-being policy that incorporates oh. Offering in an organization yeah this is something that i don't speak about enough i think or because i've got so many other things that i think about but it's something i'm really passionate about is you know it was about two years ago that, that parliament bought, um, lobbied for there to be a, a mental health first aider in in the workplace and actually it's, we've got it on our blog and actually claire we, we we did some work around you know my mental wealth you know this whole kind of um this uh, the importance of mental health around em employ for employers, for employees, attrition. It's I mean it is. We're in the, this period of well-being, right? We're, we're all being lifted into a new state of uh, uh, awareness. Apparently, you know, not apparently. It's I'm not making fun of it. It is. We are in this new period of awareness, and that has um, filtered into the workplace. But if we look at um, just probably how much, and there are some stats. Pavilions who, who have now been renamed as the Brighton, Brighton and Hove Recovery Service, who basically they, um, you know, they've provided me some really good stats around just how damaging alcohol is to employers. So to not have a policy goes against your, you know, your, your. I don't know if the word. I don't know. I don't want to be really controversial. It goes against your retention policy <laughs> if you want to retain people. Then you, you know you need you. It would be suggested that you provide a service that or some support. Even having the phone number for one of the one of the services in your common room or or on your website, you know, or or in your HR handbook. Just that small touch, just to say, if you have a problem with drinking, there's someone to talk to outside or someone to talk to within the business. And that's where a business could either have someone within the business that's trained to at least be the first port of contact to signpost. Or you bring an external person in to kind of give management that um, uh, the support to be able to support others in, yeah. in during the process. Because I see it all the time, and I've experienced it, and I see it all the time. 
you know, um, where businesses, you know, it's encouraged at first, but when it goes a bit pear-shaped, unless you have the tools to deal with it, it can be a real struggle. You know, if you haven't got, as an employer, if you haven't got the tools, um, you know, or the know-how to deal with it, it can be challenging. But luckily, we have companies, you know, like we have Kennedy Street, we have, you know, I think we're all, we're all adverts for um, uh, recovery, uh, recovery in employment, uh, recovery within your normal, you know, we are. And hopefully, you know, the more people, the more people who are in a position of, uh, I wouldn't say power, but the public eye, who are open about their recovery, I think the better. Because someone said this, and this might be quite controversial, is, and this might be really controversial, I don't want to alienate or, or, or I don't want to upset anybody, but the same thing happened with HIV is when stars started to come forward with their with their what was wrong with them and came forward it, it was enabled other people to go do you know what i'm 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 not alone and it and it you know and it, and it, it you know that it, oh, it's, it affects other people as well so yeah the more people like all of us that are public about our, public about our recovery um, the better yeah I wholeheartedly agree and it's so important visible recovery visible recovery within organizations and like you say you know we do we do deliver the workshops to the workplace I've always worked in this sector but as a charity now part of our business model is to deliver recovery connection workshops which are external workshops where we bring in a, a plethora of amazing people from various routes of recovery in the community and we give um, an overview of what recovery look, looks like through the mouths of people with a lived experience. Because I think that's the power in recovery is you deciding that you've had enough. It doesn't matter who tells you what. Yeah. Until you're ready to throw the towel in, and that's the only time that, that, that change can happen. And I think sometimes, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a massive champion of the recovery anonymous groups. But sometimes I think they're that anonymous that people don't know they're there. And those are the calls that we've been getting. People don't know where recovery lies in the community. You know, they've, they've heard of these fellowships. Uh, I had one caller ringing saying, oh, yeah, um, I can't go to AA because I'm not that bad. And I said, well, what, what, do, you think? <laughs> what do you think? Do you want to die? Is that how bad it's got to get? And, and he said, no, no, because it's full of street drinkers. So I said, no, no. I said, let me let me just demystify. So what we do is we go into the workplace and we demystify in the workplace. And it, and it is such a powerful uh, tool and service that we do. Because, you know, you do, and we've had, you know, we've had people recently, you know, you, I know once someone speaks to you and they hear, you know, because there's a there's a saying in in one you know one of the twelve step fellowships that I that I go to the main one I go to you know there's a spanner for every nut you know and there's a there's a you know and and that that might have you know that might put people off but you know there's a there's a recovery that suits every a type of recovery that suits everybody and some people might not want one type of recovery the the main effort is that we we're there is we just there's we we try in all the different ways we do we try to provide or put enough of them, enough different versions in front of people that, that one of them they identify with and one of them they latch onto and they get sober and they have that sober day and they have them at their moment of clarity, their jumping off point, and they, and they manage to stay sober. I will mention, and this is um, 
to you know to 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 anyone who's watching this and i i'm not sure if i'm allowed to mention this um but i will <laughs> is um um we were invited well i was invited um this is at the very top level of um our british uh government i think i'd like to call it is that uh, i was invited um by the team at the Brighton and uh, Hove Recovery Service, which is uh, Rob Roberts and his team, I was invited to. Um, there's a uh, independent review going on by Dave, Dane Carroll Black and JP Marks, um, who are um, reviewing, and Public Health England are reviewing um, how employers are supported with their efforts to support people in recovery. And I was invited last Tuesday to a um, a call with all the stakeholders, all the um, the independent um, recovery services, the council-led recovery services, the um, you know the bright the the um, what was pavilions, you know their team, and JP Marks and Dame Carol Black, and it was so encouraging at that level. So you know this guy is the health, the director general of, of the um, DWP um, um, Department for Health element, and he's um, he's passionate. You know, he's passionate about helping those in recovery get a job, basically, in a nutshell. He's passionate, and so is Dane Carroll Black. And actually, some of the conversations were, you know, they're passionate. They're passionate about delivering a, 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 a solution so that the, the government supports. So there's obviously practical implications to that, but there's it was really encouraging for me and really, really, um, really refreshing to hear it at, that, that, that there is this conversation happening. So again, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time and it, and it, and it, and it will get better. And you know what? It's a long time coming. I think mm. energy and passion and purpose, that's why we do what we do. We revoke our anonymity to, mm. to be able to reach the still suffering. I know that by being open and honest and allowing people into my world, it allows people into their world. So, you know, it's so important that these issues are brought up. And whilst I love the fact that mental health is being championed, I think it's that's a long time coming too. What what I think needs to the next step needs to be is the elephant in the room, which mm. is recovery from addiction needs to be embedded like you've done jason that's what i mean about you being a change maker you know i think you really don't understand the enormousness of what you've done as a business if every business could have this model embedded into the core of their organization i mean you and kev are beautiful examples of what happens when a business invests in a solution for their for their staff I mean, Kev, you know, when you were at um, Granada, it was it was absolutely unheard of that people were supported when they had an addiction problem. Do you want to tell us, Kev, quick, and then? Yeah, basically, uh, ITV, Coronation Street, uh, and I've said this before, they were very forward-thinking in the way, very American uh, uh, route they went. They, they rehabilitate their employees who who find themselves in trouble with their substance abuse uh, and that's what they did they they sent me which was 22 years ago i mean it, it was unheard wow. of mm -hmm. um, unheard of uh, and, and and they did take that american route and it's so much there in the american psyche that you know there, there it's even seeped into their language you know get with the program mm -hmm. you know 
that's where it comes from. Uh, and and they were and I'm internally grateful to them for um, for sending me to into rehab. And since then, they've done it with other actors as well and other employees, not just in front of the screen, but behind the camera as well. So that's what happened to me. And I, as I say, I'm internally grateful to them for doing that rather than just sacking the, the actor or sacking the, the person, the cameraman or whatever. Um, and it's and since then, it's I've not looked back because it gave me a, a proper foundation, a proper mm-hmm. foundation into, into education uh, to what was wrong with me? What was what was uh, my disease? And it gave them hope as well, Jason. Like you and I know, you know, when you when you're at the lowest point when it comes to addiction, mm. you're not feeling too good about yourself. You're feeling a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. So for Kev um, to be believed and mm. and sort of loved enough, because it is about love. You know, mm. at the end of everything I do, I do it. Mm. No, okay, I run a charity. Okay, I've done stuff in the community, but at the heart, everything I do is love, and that's what Granada did. Was they they loved him enough and believed in him enough to invest in him, getting well, and not only did they get an exceptional actor. Obviously, I think he's brilliant. Not only did they get an exceptional actor back, but they got an amazing employee mm. who really couldn't do enough and still does to this day if if anybody ever rang from um, from granada or itv and said to kev you know we've got somebody can you help them kev would be there like that mm. so you've got an amazing asset within an organization a recovery asset and i bet that's happened and that's really really exciting you know that's lovely you know just like oh that really does and and it, and it happens to all of us and i it does it fills me with joy when someone reaches out from 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 the active uh, public, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> from the public stuff that we do, when somebody reaches out and says, um, "I la la la, I've got you know, I, I need, can you help? You know, can you? I saw this, I heard that. It does make it all worth it. It really, really does. You know, I I heard you were, um, someone told me that you were, you know, you you're in recovery, and it does make it all worth it. It ha- it you know, it it makes those tough days worthwhile you know and um you know today, yeah it's been really quite tough lately and and today's been a really good day for me because um you know I've, I've um it reminds me just how bad it was just how much we've done and just how much we we can help and um and it's yeah it's really i love it um yeah i i love i love the story i've heard your story as well kevin and you know when you talk about how you guys um how, how granada helped you and then it talked about the conversation. I actually was in stitches when the conversation when you went to see someone about Kevin Leclerc, and they said, and 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 you and you had to give up, and then you were like, oh, <laughs> you know. So didn't I, I, I think, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think obviously for me, family recovery, and I know that you know you, you've helped your family a lot understand mm. um recovery you know there's a lot of press out there isn't there about addiction and for me i'm passionate as passionate about recovery from addiction as i am for the family as well because i think family members have a a, a real journey to go on and if it hadn't have been for a professional who knew their stuff talking to me when kev was in treatment 
Because don't forget, it's a disease of denial. I was um, a, a binge drinker, very different type of drinker and drug user to Kev. He was a daily drinker, I was a binge drinker. So I was very distracted happily with his his enormous problem. And yeah, it was hysterical. It was, I mean, there is a lot of humour in recovery, isn't there? But when this therapist, this amazing lady called Wim Parry, sat me down and she said, okay, your husband's at near death. Um, you know, for him to come out of this treatment process into a into a family home where there's drink and drugs, um, or even to engage in social activities, you know, going to events and parties because we used to go and meet the Queen and things like that, they're all going to have to just you're just going to have to pull the reins on them. And also, I could, I'm sat there thinking, well, that's not acceptable. I'll just divorce him then. Now, thankfully, that that therapist had the intuition to go. Okay, let me just stop you there, Claire. That is not normal thinking. Um, and it was at that point that she pointed out to me that that was an addict's thinking. She said, we need to do an assessment on you. And obviously the rest is history. Yeah. That woman shone a light, like yeah. the brightest light ever. I did I did know deep down that I had a problem. Um, um, can I ask you, um, in conclusion, really, uh, what's the future for the citrus orange and how's that how's that looking well it's um so uh, as i mentioned the feet and uh, yeah we've had a really good um couple of years we are um lockdown was okay to us um we've you know um and i'll mention this and i and i was told not to mention it but i always you know but um only because it's been another we've got to wait another year now we got an email from the queen's awards office um, um, and that was about two weeks ago, um, and they they encouraged us to submit an entry for a Queen's Awards for Enterprise under the social mobility category. However, we all got on the call this morning, uh, the team that you know, Roxy and, and Nicola, we all jumped on a call to to run through the submission, and all that we were going to put this best foot forward team to, to, you know, Ian Woolley, who's our chairman, who's an um, amazing guy, and... Carmel, who's an amazing, we're all going to get together and do our submission. And I'll, and I'll put in the our start date of trading and you have to be three years trading to, to submit. So so we were all, we were all, so we, what we know is we know what to look, we've got the, we've got the submission. So it's, it's basically, and we, it'd be great for everybody. Again, it'd be great for everyone to, to um, have that as part of our history um, and legacy and um, and way of you know so we're, we're, that's one thing that we're going to you know aspire to next year um, to submit um, and then uh, the, the, for the future it's it's to grow it's to grow it is to grow I, I've got this vision we've got this other last arm and I will we've got a last arm of our building where we have a call team where we in part of what we do we generate um, inquiries for a customer. And then we uh, actually call them and then validate that person for a, for a, for a customer. So it might be a, for us, it's retirement planning. So my vision is to have this call center in Brighton where, again, 50% of the people are in recovery. So imagine when it's really tough getting back into work. People can kind of work a couple of hours. You might want to work. You might be on benefits and you work a couple of hours. So I've got this vision of having this call team of, you know, however many people. We've got a few people now that are having this Kind of large because you can have quite a few people in a you know call center environment. There's no pressure. You just literally sit on your headset. You don't have to you know, and you just grow your experience. That's one of the things. Um, and then yeah, just to 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 continue to 
to um, grow. Yeah, I don't want to become, you know, there's, there's not, I don't want to, there isn't um, an empire building here, but just to build a business that is sustainable um, and uh, and is a really nice place for everyone to work. And I like coming to, you know, a place that I like coming to work. That's what I'm trying to, you know, that's the future. The future, and that's the immediate future. Long term, who knows? <laughs> okay. Well, I just, again, uh, in conclusion, I just want to say thank you very much, Jason, uh, for all your support. You. And I do hope we get to work together again in the future. Uh, yeah. And the best of luck for all of your uh, awards coming up. And I hope you have a nice night out in the restaurant. Yeah, thank you for that tip. And that's what we're going to do. Definitely, definitely. All oh, right. Thank um, you so much. Sending you yeah, lots thank of you. love. Um, I've just seen on Facebook, we've had a few people ping us on Facebook. It's amazing. And uh, um, thank you, Duke Dexter. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, love. Lots of love. That's all. Love. Guys. And share this post, please, everybody, because the more the more people we can reach with this message and obviously Jason's attitude uh, um, to being a change maker in the community. And thank you, Jason, for all your love and support. And I love yeah. that you're my friend and I love that you, you're a supporter of what we do. So thank you so much. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org, for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause.